nature and artistic stuff in Thomas Merton than you might think. <laughs> Continuing to read from the journals of Thomas Merton right now, February 26, 1952, and they call it Shrove Tuesday, S-H-R-O-V-E. It must be like some religious thing. It's on the chapters about becoming a monk and writer. The blue elm tree, near at hand, and the light on the hills, in the distance, and the red bear clay, where I'm supposed to plant some shade trees. Uh -huh. We're thinking about trees, right? There, these are before me as I sit in the sun for a free half hour between direction and work. We can create a tree just in our mind. Tomorrow is Ash Wednesday, and today as I sit in the sun, big pur blue and purple fish swim past me in the darkness of my empty mind. The sea that opens within me as soon as I close my eyes. Delightful darkness, delightful sun, shining on a world that, for all I care, has already ended. It does not occur to me to wonder whether we will ever transplant the young maples from the wood yonder to this bare-leveled patch. See, you could just take, take... Seems back in the old days, you could just take a tree from the woods and transplant it. <laughs> if you had a woods. <laughs> we used to have a woods. <laughs> we still have a woods. <laughs> the brothers have a woods. <laughs> but the woods has got smaller and smaller as it's reclaimed for farmland. <laughs> There's not much wood left now. Oh, that's sad. Could transplant the young maples from the wood yonder to this bare leveled patch, the place where the old horse barn once stood. It does, does not occur to me to wonder how everything here came to be transformed. Uh, I sit on a cedar log, half chewed by some novice's blunt axe, and do not reflect on the plans I have made for this place of prayer because they do not matter. They will happen when they happen. The hills are, a pure, are, are as pure as jade in the distance. God is in his transparent world, but he is too sacred to be mentioned, too holy to be observed. I sit in silence. The deep, the big deep fish are purple in my sea. <laughs> That's the theme of this reading. The big deep fish are purple in my sea. <laughs> Different levels of depth. First, there is the slightly troubled surface of the sea. Here there is action. I make plans. They toss in the wake of other men's traffic, passing liners. I speak to the scholastics. I make resolutions to speak less wildly, to say fewer things that surprise myself and them. Where do they spring from? Second, there is the darkness that comes when I close my eyes. Here is where the big blue, purple, green, and gray fish swim by. Most beautiful and peaceful darkness, is it the cave of my own inner being? 
In this water cavern I easily live whenever I wish. Only dull rumors of the world reach me. Sometimes a drowned barrel floats into the room. A big gray-green fish with silver under their purple scales. Are these the things the blind men see all day? I close my eyes to the sun and live on the second level, a natural prayer peace. Then I am tired. It is almost slumber. There is no sound. Soon even the fish are gone. Night, night, nothing is happening. If you make a theory about it, you end up in quietism. <laughs> or the theme could be, if you make a theory about it, you end up in quietism. All I say about it is that it is comfortable, it is rest. Uh, the half open, I half open my eyes to the sun, praising the Lord of glory. Lo, thus I have returned from the blank abyss, re-entering the shale cities of Genesis. Ferns and fish return, lovely dark green things, in the depths of the waters, peace, peace, peace. <laughs> Such is the second level of waters under the sun. We pray therein, slightly wavering among the fish. Words, as I think, do not spring from the second level. They are only meant to drown there. This is the weirdest reading. It's like poetry. The question of socialization does not concern these waters. They are nobody's property. Animality, game preserve, paradise, no questions, whatever. Perturb their holy botany. Neutral territory. No man's sea. No man see. <laughs> I think God intended me to write about this second level, however, rather than the first. I abandon all problems to their own unsatisfactory system solutions, including the problem of monastic spirituality. I will not even answer, as I answer the scholastics, that the Desert Fathers talked not about monastic spirituality, but about purity of heart and the obedience and solitude and about God. The wiser of them talked very little about anything. The divine life, which is the life of the soul, as the soul is the life of the body, this is a pure and concrete thing and not to be measured by your aesthetic theory. God in you is not to be weighed in the scales of my doctrine. Indeed, he is not to be weighed at all. Third level. Here there is positive life swimming in the rich darkness, which is no longer thick like water, but pure like air. Starlight, and you do not know where it is coming from. Moonlight is in your prayer stillness. This is the other theme, moonlight is in this prayer stillness, waiting for the Redeemer. Are we waiting for the Redeemer on the, on the penultimate day before Easter? Huh. Is this pre... What is the day that's before tomorrow <laughs> in Greek? The day before tomorrow. Oh, the day... 
Moonlight is in this prayer stillness waiting for the Redeemer. Walls watching horizons in the middle of the night. Everything is charged with intelligence, though all is night. There is no speculation here. There is vigilance. Life itself has turned to purity in its own refined depths. Everything is spirit. Here God is adored. He is coming. His coming is recognized. He is received as soon as he is expected. And because he is expected, he is received. But he has passed by sooner than he arrived. Goodness. <laughs> I get that. Everything is spirit. Here, here God is adorned. He is come, his coming is recognized. He is received as soon as he is expected. And because he is expected, he is received. But he has passed by sooner than he arrived. He has gone before he came. He has returned forever. He never yet passed by. And already he has disappeared for all eternity. He and he is not. He is and he is not. Everything and nothing, not delight, not dark, not high, not low, it's not the side. He's lost his mind. <laughs> At this point, he lost his mind. We're reading about how. We're reading about how Thomas Merton lost his mind in the monastery. <laughs> not light, not dark, not high, not low, not the side, not that side. I don't think somebody should pursue something, somebody. <laughs> it's up to God, it's up to the divine who is more powerful to approach you. So you wait and if it comes, it comes. Well, this is so unusual that it's like very uh, interesting. Hmm. Forever and forever in the wind of his passing the angels cry, Thy Holy One is gone. Therefore I lie dead and in the air of their wings, light and life and night. Day and darkness, between life and death, this is the holy cellar of my mortal existence, which opens into the sky. It is a strange awakening to find the sky inside you, and beneath you, and above you, and all around you, so that your spirit is one with the sky, and all is positive night. It is a strange awakening to find the sky inside you. That's the other title of the reading. And beneath you and above you and all around you so that your spirit is one with the sky and all is positive night. Here is where love burns with an innocent flame, the clean desire for death. Death without sweetness, without sickness, without commentary without reference and without shame, clean death by the sword of the spirit in which is intelligence. Everything in order. Emergence and deliverance. <laughs> I think this also is the meaning of Ash Wednesday. <laughs> How we found the meaning of Ash Wednesday. So we were looking for the meaning of Ash Wednesday. I think this also is the meaning of Ash Wednesday. Mourn, man, because you are not yet dust. Receive your ashes and rejoice. <laughs> Re receive, O monk, the holy truth concerning this thing called death. Know that there is in each man a deep will potentially committed to freedom or to captivity, ready to consent to life, born consenting to death, turned inside out, swallowed by its own self, 
prisoner of itself like Jonas and the whale. This is the truth of death printed in the heart of every man which leads him to look for the sign of Jonas the prophet. But many have gone into hell crying that they had expected the resurrection of the dead. Others in turn were baptized and delivered. But their powers remained asleep in the dark and in the bosom of the depths. Many a man baptized in Christ has risen from the depths without troubling to find out the difference between Jonas and the whale. It is the whale we cherish. Jonas swims abandoned in the heart of the sea. But it is the whale that must die. Jonas is immortal. If we do not remember to distinguish them, and if we prefer the whale and do not take Jonas out of the ocean, the inevitable will come to pass. The whale and the prophet will soon come around and meet again in their wanderings, and once again the whale will swallow the prophet. Life will be swallowed again in death, and its last state will be worse than the first. We must get Jonas out of the whale, and the whale must die at a time when Jonas is in the clear, busy with his orisons, clothed and in his right mind, free, holy, and walking on the shore. Such is the meaning of the desire for death that comes in the same night. The peace that finds us for a moment in clarity, walking by the light of the stars, raised to God's connatural shore. Dry shot in the heavenly country in a rare moment of intelligence. Oh, that's a, a wild reading. What was the last thing Walking in the light of the stars, raised to God's con natural shore, dry shot in the heavenly country in a rare moment of intelligence. What happened? He became a scholastic. Is this what happens when you become the scholastic of the monastery? Uh, a man with open eyes to the world and uh, disregarded. I think this reading is a standalone. So we haven't decided if it's the deep, big, deep fish are purple in my sea. Or if you make a theory about it, you end up in quietism. No man see. Moonlight is in this prayer, stillness waiting for the Redeemer. It is a strange awakening to find the sky inside you. This is the meaning of Ash Wednesday. <laughs> so which is the title? Mm -hmm. hmm. All right.